Welcome back to Explicably Inexplicables, where we delve deep into intriguing topics and explore their complexities. I'm Arnov, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nikhil. Hey everyone, today we have a thought-provoking episode ahead as we discuss elections and algorithms, and as well as the role of technology in political campaigns. So in this digital age, political campaigns have evolved with the advent of technology. So algorithms, data analytics, and social media have all become crucial components in modern political campaigning. That's right, and we'll be exploring how these technological advancements impact voter behavior and election outcomes, backed up with evidence and real-life examples. Let's get started. So, to kick things off, let's talk about data analytics and targeted messaging in political campaigns. So, Nikhil, how have algorithms revolutionized the way campaigns reach out to voters? Well, so I think that kind of like algorithms have allowed campaigns to kind of collect vast amounts of data on voters. So I think this kind of ranges from demographics to online behaviors. And I think by employing sophisticated data analytics, campaigns can create highly targeted messages that appeal to specific voter groups. And so I think this personalization increases the chance of swaying opinions and gaining support. So like, for example, if you're a Republican using this, using um, these items, you can appeal to specific audiences. You might appeal to Republicans or Democrats or whatever it might be. Exactly. Actually, I was doing some research on this and I found this um, study conducted by Stanford uh, Business School, right? And so in 2016, um, the you know, in the 2016 election, they found that micro-targeted online ads actually increased voter turnout significantly in some demographic groups, right? Oh, really? Um, for example, I remember they said that they observed like around a 10% increase in voter turnout among a specific demographic that received personalized messages through digital advertising. Definitely, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great impact, definitely. And so I think these algorithms also play a crucial role in shaping the messages that kind of reach these individual voters. And so, you know, that kind of brings me to like a question I have for you, Arno. So like, how do algorithms actually identify patterns and predict what matters most to certain demographics? Mm, I guess we're getting to like micro-targeting, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's a great question. So, algorithms can they can analyze data to identify correlations and patterns within like vast data sets collected during campaigns, right? So, right. for instance, they can detect that a particular demographic group is concerned about climate change or healthcare, and so based on this analysis, campaigns can tailor messages specifically addressing those issues. Whether that be through like stuff like Instagram, which most teenagers like, they can tailor messages towards teenagers, or like Facebook or like Twitter, or even like the ads that run on TV. So there's many methods of getting that those specifically tailored messages to the people, and the algorithm runs through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I think there are actually a lot of real world examples. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, in the last U.S. presidential election cycle in 2020. Uh, the Biden campaign used micro-targeting to their advantage. So essentially they identified specific groups of voters who are passionate about environmental issues and climate change. And so by delivering those kind of personalized messages to these groups, they were able to kind of successfully garner support and demonstrate their commitment to addressing those concerns, which probably allowed them to gain more votes and support in their favor. Yeah, I think it's just crazy how big like, we might not think about it, but how big technology can significantly impact yeah. a political campaign and voter turnout, right? Right. Because um, social media has become a powerful tool for these political campaigns. Um, 
and like I know we kind of talked about this, but how do algorithms on platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, how do they shape the spread of political messages which get personally tailored to individuals? Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually operates very similar to anything that's even occurring in real life. I mean, it's just on a different kind of medium of exchange, if you will. So basically, social media algorithms are designed to prioritize content based on user engagement and preferences. So they essentially create echo chambers where users are exposed to content that aligns with their existing beliefs. And this kind of helps reinforce their perspectives. You know, a lot of the times when you go on like websites, they ask you, would you like us to like see what other websites you're using? There are a lot of questions like that that they ask you and they kind of use this information to guide what content you're seeing. Yeah, like cookies. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Like you, sometimes you go on a website and you're like, hey, you want to accept cookies? (laughs) You know, even if you're like a 10 year old, it might not make sense to you, but it's, yeah. It is what it is. And they're using that information to tailor a specific message to you in the future. Right, totally. And again, there's another example, I think, with the U.S. presidential election. Um, so social media platforms back then, and even now, of course, played a significant role in influencing public opinion. So actually, researchers from Oxford University, I believe, found that misinformation spread on social media during the election reached more users than factual news, which is oh my God. kind of mind-blowing. That's crazy. Uh, especially to younger audiences Unreal. who might not be mature enough to kind of like take in their own perspective and you know they might just assume that that infactual information is actually factual mm-hmm. and so this phenomenon i think is partly due to how algorithms amplify engaging but sometimes misleading content mm-hmm. um i guess it just highlights the need for responsible usage of technology in political campaigns like everyone must be aware of this problem um, right so I guess we can talk about how uh, politicians, they can use this to their advantage, right? Mm -hmm. Through online advertising and fundraising, um, as they've also, like they've seen a transformation with the help of algorithms. So I guess the question for you is, how do these algorithms optimize campaigns efforts in these areas? Mm, That's a great question. So I think that algorithms really try their best to analyze data on user behavior, interests, demographics, etc. to identify the most effective ad placement and target audiences. You Mm -hmm. know, what kind of medium of exchange are we talking about? Are we talking about online, in person? Like, what are we talking about? And so this helps campaigns tailor their messages to kind of reach the most supporters in the most efficient way possible. Mm -hmm. I think my dad was telling me, Actually, so during the 2021 state legislative actions in India, Mm -hmm. um, data-driven online advertising actually significantly influenced the outcomes, which which makes sense, right? Political parties, they use algorithms to identify constituencies with potential swing voters and tailored ads to address their concerns. And I guess in terms of actual voter turnout and how the, um, and I guess how the election turned out, right, it had a great influence on whether some politicians won, some politicians lost, and how and some very surprising upsets mm-hmm. and victories for um, political parties. You know, I think that's a great point. I think that really also goes to show like how big of an impact this is having. This isn't just something that's affecting the U.S., but mm-hmm. even in third world countries like India, like you said. Um, and I think with this, uh, there's something I was, that I had on my mind, and that's predictive modeling. That's something that has been influencing political campaigns vastly in this aspect as well. And so predictive modeling is essentially a data-driven approach that forecasts election outcomes. So Arnav, you know, how do campaigns utilize this technology to allocate resources effectively? Yeah, I mean, I guess first of all, I just want to say that like, we see on TV, like, 
um, on the news channels, for instance, they like they're predicting which states are going to, oh yeah, um, yeah. like are they Republican or the Democrat based on you know past mm-hmm, those um, electoral votes exactly yeah. like you know uh, based on past elections um, how the how the voter turnout is in that mm-hmm. in those like you know municipal districts and so and also many other factors so mm-hmm. I think predictive modeling they analyze historical voting patterns polling data and other variables to estimate the likelihood of victory in specific regions or demographics right right and with this you know specific model they can enable the campaigns to focus their efforts where they're most needed potentially influencing the final results results like i guess a good example is you don't really see trump in texas or you don't really see biden going to california or new york too often they go more for the swing stage of the states that could be on either side mm-hmm. because that's what makes or breaks the vote because they already exactly. know because of these AI or because of um, predictive modeling, they know that Texas is probably going to go red or California and New York are probably going to go blue. Yeah, and I think that definitely helped them, especially kind of allocate their resources effectively, right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to, quote unquote, waste your time, if you will, in in a state that they know is probably not going to go in their favor and they probably want to focus their efforts in something that actually has a chance to flip the scale and be in their favor. Exactly. Surprisingly, it actually costs a lot to... um, uh, for you know campaigns, so yeah, I know. I think another great example is actually in 2020, the New Zealand general election. The ruling Labour Party um, em- employed predictive modeling to allocate campaign resources strategically, and so the models kind of helped them identify areas where they needed to consolidate support and areas where they could afford to focus less. Definitely very similar to how we um, Trump and Biden did that in their race to the presidency in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kind of led to a more successful campaign for that party. Exactly. Um, I guess just talking about the predictive modeling, um, I guess an overview is just they seem to be almost as if an indispensable tool for modern p- political campaigns mm-hmm. because of um, their efficiency in usage of resources, cost, money, time, like everything, right? Um, but in terms of yes, they can use it to their advantage, how ethical is it and how um, moral is it to use this, right? So. Um, I guess we can talk about that for a bit. You know, I'm definitely glad, glad you brought that up because with every, almost every single, um, you know, good thing that we mentioned, there's almost always a flip side. And I think here that's the case. There are definitely a lot of concerns about the ethics and the data privacy here. Mm-hmm. They're critical considerations, to yeah. say the least. I guess just the question is, how can we balance the benefits of technology with safeguarding voter privacy and preventing manipulation? Yeah, okay. And so I think, um, you know, striking this balance requires like a robust amount of regulations and not just an amount, but really the quality of them too and transparency in how campaigns collect and use voter data. You know, ensuring voters are informed about data usage and providing them with the option to opt out is crucial. You know, I mentioned that example, you know, with Instagram and the cookies example. If if an eight-year-old were to go on that website, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't have the maturity or, you know, their brain isn't fully developed to make the right decision on it. They probably don't even know what they mean when they are asked do you want to accept these cookies? <laughs> exactly. And so maybe in that case, that's an ethical consideration that maybe we need to reconsider. And you know, similar outcomes and similar situations can uh, be represented in presidency campaigns and all this as well. Yeah, I mean, there's always ethics in terms of rigging elections, and you know, we've seen that in the recent past. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I remember the Cambridge Analytical scandal during the 2016 U.S. presidential election. It exposed the risks of manhandling voter data, and. I know that this incident led to growing awareness about data privacy and the need for more stringent regulations. Like, um, people were upset. Um, and kind of with this comes, you know, the talk about 
implementing more regulations and increasing the transparency in this context. So I think regulation as well plays a pivotal role in ensuring responsible use of algorithms in political campaigns. So what are kind of some of the potential regulations in the near future that you know countries or governments could potentially implement to address these concerns that we have? Well, okay. First of all, regulations could include guidelines like data collection, usage and storage, as well as disclosure requirements right. for campaign strategies and stuff like funding resources. Um, transparency and algorithm decision making is essential for gaining public trust because you know the people need to know what they're investing in or what's actually going on and what they're watching mm-hmm. or what they're listening to and what they're looking at, which influences what who can who they're going to vote for, what who's going to represent exactly, them. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely monumental effects with all of that, and I think that's just that goes to show how important all of this is concerning transparency and regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in response to concerns about online political advertising and data privacy several countries have introduced regulations, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a prominent example of this is the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, or commonly known as the GDPR. Um, And as we all know, this aims to protect the privacy and the personal data of EU citizens. So this affects how campaigns operate within its jurisdiction, only if U.S. had this. Yeah, I mean, so we definitely have talked about a lot up to this point, you know, regulations, privacy, the benefits, the ethics of it, all of that. So let's kind of discuss um, some more specific cases, some more real world examples where kind of all this social media and technology has come into play in these elections. Mm-hmm. So something I'd like to bring up um, is the other day I found out that in the 2019 Indian general election, the uh, uh, the BJP party employed a data-driven campaign strategy. So they utilized data analytics to essentially identify potential supporters and crafted personalized messages to target specific voter groups. And so this approach, as you can imagine, ended in a resounding victory for that, that party. I think when you went BJP party, I think you meant just BJP because the P in BJP is for party. <laughs> but yeah, indeed, the Indian general election was a prime example of how technology can be harnessed to influence voter behavior and secure electoral success. Definitely. And um, another case uh, I also you know read about was the 2018 Mexican general election. So during this campaign, what basically happened was the use of social media algorithms led to the widespread dissemination of both factual information and misinformation. So it kind of highlighted the need for greater scrutiny and accountability in the digital and technological realm. Yeah, all these like case studies and elections and past um, uh, past case studies basically, they shed light on the far-reaching impact of technology on elections. So as we move forward, I think it's just essential to contemplate the future of political campaigning. Yep, definitely. And um, I think one thing that we didn't quite cover, but it's also very related to this topic, is kind of AI. So I think in the past 20 years, um, conversation about technology and elections has been more so concerning about social media. But things like AI are now emerging that are also contributing to this as well, as well as deepfake technology that um, you know is automated by AI. And so these all hold tremendous potential, both in a good way and a bad way, for political campaigns. So how can they also pose significant um, so they can actually also pose significant ethical challenges so how can we actually like 
navigate this evolving landscape responsibly. Yeah, I mean, first, I guess we talk about deep fake, right? You, I, I think all of us have seen it, like YouTube videos on Biden or Trump, like singing along to a song. But those are just harmless examples. Mm-hmm. But people can actually use um, videos or like they can use deep fake technology of like um, these prominent politicians and make them say stuff. So people might think that what they're saying is actually like true and factual, even though it's just the computer doing everything. Um, mm-hmm. Especially going into the future, that's definitely something that is a risk, and we should all just be aware of it. Um, but I think the future of political campaigning demands an even deeper, an even deeper <laughs> commitment to ethics, transparency, and like public trust, like the people itself, right? As AI and deepfake technology continue to develop, I believe that we must be able to establish safeguards to prevent the misuse of these tools. And protect the integrity of political discourse because it's definitely going to be a prominent um, problem. Definitely. And I think um, you bring up a great point. I think that just kind of goes to show that we have to make sure our public can distinguish between genuine and manipulated content. It's vital for a healthy democracy, you know, not just in America, but really across the world as well. And so as we conclude today's episode, I think it's just really evident that technology, algorithms, and data analytics as well as AI, of course, have transformed political campaigning in profound ways. You know, while they offer unprecedented opportunities for engagement and outreach, we must also remain vigilant about their potential pitfalls and setbacks. Absolutely. And with the right regulations and ethical considerations, we can harness the power of technology to strengthen democratic processes rather than undermine them. Um, I guess we hope this episode has provided you with valuable insights into the intricate relationship between technology and political campaigns. As always, thank you for joining us on Explicably Inexplicables. And until next time, peace. peace.